So anyone who's a regular listener of the show will know that I am obsessed with books. <laughs> the best present anyone could ever give me is a book and more specifically a homeopathic book. So I was very excited when Lindley Jordan of the Harvard Homeopathic Clinic in Sydney agreed to come on our show and speak to us about some of the amazing books she has for sale in her bookshop. Lindley has been a homeopathic practitioner for 32 years, seeing many families during that time. And her clinic is also home to the Aurum Project, which is an Australian research organization dedicated to improving the health and well-being of people. Lindley's interest in research has propelled the Aurum Project now for 15 years. And one of the main ways that the research group is funded is by running an online book barn, selling new and secondhand books. So you can find out a little bit more about the Aurum Project in episode 28 of the show with Sabina Vatter. I've already convinced Lily to come back on the show at a later stage so we can talk about some more books. But for now, I'm going to have to cut short the intro to go hop onto her book barns webpage and buy some more books. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangouts. Today, we get to hang out with the lovely Lindley Jordan, all the way from New South Wales. Welcome, Lindley. Thank you, Eugenie. Welcome to everybody out there listening in today. We're going to talk about books. That's one of my favorite topics. Well, we are uh, kindred spirits in that. Yes, I spend a ridiculous amount of books and a lot of it at your bookshop. <laughs> and yeah, I'm so excited for us to get cracking today. And I wonder, Lindy, can you start off maybe by telling our listeners how you were first introduced to homeopathy? Look, I'm really happy to share that story because I think I put it in a book that Mike Andrews wrote about autism and he asked the same question. So I wrote it out. Mm. I think it's okay to share the story because it involves alcohol and being young, I think. (laughs) So when we were very young nurses, a bunch of us went to do a special course about how to do massage and stop eating sugar. And one of the things they came up with in that little course was about these little white pills and we didn't know what they were, never heard of homeopathy. And he said, if you use them for a hangover, it'll work like a treat. So we're like 22 or something. <laughs> so we started giving this to all our friends and it worked really well. And the innocence of youth, I don't think we really asked too many questions about what it was, but it worked. And that was my introduction to homeopathy. It wasn't until years later when I came to Sydney, that was in Brisbane, Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I came to Sydney to study to be a naturopath, I thought, that I learned that it was homeopathy mm. and all these light bulbs went off. And of course, in the first lecture about homeopathy, I decided I was going to be a homeopath, not going to be a naturopath anymore because I loved it. I thought, wow, that stuff really works. Yeah. So that's not very good to be talking about hangovers and headaches and so on, I suppose. Well, hey, if it works. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was my introduction to homeopathy. I had exactly the same. I don't know if you know, but oh, I also went really? to go study naturopathy. Yeah. And then my first lecture on homeopathy, I was like, it blew my mind and I changed mm. my pathway straight away. Yeah. Now, we are both uh, passionate book lovers. And mm-hmm. I have asked you to come onto the show and talk yeah. to our listeners about 
what options are out there for homeopathic books? Because it seems yeah. like the last few years, there has just been a explosion of new mm. books. I feel like I can't yeah. keep up with all the books that are out there. <laughs> so I would love if you can lay it down for us a little bit about what yeah. are some great books that you would recommend. And then we're going to talk about your amazing bookshop and how people can get hold sure. of that. And maybe some, yep. I'm sure you've got some funny stories that you can tell about what happens <laughs> there as well. So you've yeah. got the floor, Lindley. What's the first book yeah, you'd like well, to share with us? I think I want to share one of the very oldest books because that was one of my most favourite books back from when I was a student. I remember this little one. Can mm-hmm. you see that? Yes, so homeopathic drug pictures. Yeah, that's Margaret Tyler, one of the very old homeopaths, and she used to work in England and write lots of articles and be in a lot of the meetings over there. And I remember there's a story in here about Ledham and a young farmer boy who stuck the prong of a big pitchfork through his foot in the manure in the garden and they gave him leadum and of course it healed really much faster than what anybody expected and that was in the days when they were using leadum in the hospitals so she has lots of stories in that book about real case histories where in the hospital they gave aconite and they gave arnica and all these um they're fairly basic remedies but I, I just love that. It's the most basic remedies and the mm. most beautiful stories where it was highly effective, so much so that it had a big reputation in the hospital. So that's one of the coolest books around, in my opinion. That is really cool. Yeah. And I just quickly have to say, so normally, obviously, the podcast is just audio. But for our listeners, Lindley has agreed that we can pop this on our YouTube channel. So you'll yeah. actually be able to see the books, which is really, really cool. And yeah. I have a confession to make. I have that book. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever read it because when I oh, started yeah. out just over you know, over a decade ago, I was lucky enough in two or three cases to purchase bulk bundles of books for a really good price from homeopaths who had retired. So I do have a lot of these older books that I've never had an opportunity to read through. So I'm going to have a read through that one. And like you said, because there used to be, you know, the homeopathic hospitals in the UK, it'd be lovely to read those stories and hopefully inspire us to get back to that place. (laughs) So I tell you what, I've spoken to a friend, Naima Hermiston, who also absolutely loves that story about Ledham. She talks about it a lot and she loves that homeopathic drug pictures book too but when we talk about books this is another of my favorite books it happens to be probably it's by my friend Naima and her husband John and it's a very cool little book written for beginners about treat your child yourself a parent's guide to drug-free solutions for common complaints and she draws heavily on those stories from Margaret Tyler, which is ah. kind of cool. So this little book has headings like mouth ulcers and hearing problems, glue ear, croup. And it's laid out very, very simple fashion. Uh, very good for an absolute beginner to go, mm, what shall I do? My kid's got chicken pox. So what does it say about chicken pox? It says nutrition's important. And there's a few simple remedies, belladonna if they have the fever, itchy rash, rustox, mm-hmm. pulsatilla if they're clingy, merxol if they get infected spots. And I think if you want to keep it simple and straightforward and sensible, that's just the mm-hmm. most gorgeous little book. And So treat um, your child yourself. Yeah, Excellent. treat your child yourself. And they're Australians. That's the other thing is you talked about an explosion of books. I tell you what, the Australians are going crazy on the world scene with homeopathy books. Fabulous. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's gone through a couple of editions already and still going strong. 
And that's quite a nice size book as well, because that's something yeah. that you can easily fit in your handbag if you're going away on holiday and, you know, you might not have reception. I know a lot mm-hmm. of us just Google on our phones for remedies, but you might be yeah. somewhere, especially in Australia, where it can be very remote. You might not have reception. So that book is yeah. actually a nice size as well. It looks like it's about 200 pages or so, maybe less. Yeah, not very much. Let me just have a little look. It is exactly 134 pages. Oh, okay, cool. So I guess there's heaps of pediatric complaints out there, but this is just very sensibly chosen the most common things that happen. And of course, if you're a beginner in homeopathy and you have something a little bit strange going on, you wouldn't be treating it yourself. You'd be going, Mm. getting some good practitioner help. Absolutely. And that's wonderful. But so we obviously want to empower the parents with good information that they could treat the acute things, but if it's out of their hands that, you know, they go and see a practitioner. So that you would recommend that as a good start guide for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Really good start guide. And I think talking about Australian authors just for fun, this is another one by Liz Laylor. Oh, yes. The Homeopathic Guide to Partnership and Compatibility. Now that book has been around for a while. It's not a new book, but It's worth mentioning because it's incredibly, it's original. I don't think anybody's ever written in that style before. And I put a bookmark in here thinking this is probably more for practitioners comparing remedies. But when she talks about the remedy carcinocinum, she's comparing it with Merck Soul, thinking if they get together in a relationship, she's carcinocinum needs to obsessively push for limits and controls and increase their boundaries and to define themselves. Merck will not feel safe if they're in a relationship with this person. They will feel threatened by the perfectionism and control of carcinocinum. And I think the whole book is full of those little snippets of incredible wisdom about if you put two people together, uh, two perfectionists are going to have a funny kind of relationship and two people with hardly any boundaries are going to have a funny relationship. So that's a kind of a practitioner book, I suppose. But uh, we That is on. really good. Um, Liz yeah. Saylor was on the podcast and we did mention that, but I haven't got a copy of that book, so I never really quite understood what it was about. But that almost sounds like, you know, star signs and compatibility, <laughs> but this is, you know, every homeopathic remedy has its own unique mental, emotional picture. So, yeah, exactly. so what you're saying in this book, she yeah. has said how these you know remedy types would fit together. Yeah, and she's looking back at old movies too where there's two different, Uh, remedy types in the movie and comparing and contrasting a huge amount of work I don't know how many years she must have slaved away on that book but it's really worthwhile reading it sounds so fascinating is there something in there if you're already married and those two types are together does it give you any advice on how to you know how to kind of get along uh well I think basically she's thinking coming back to if you take a remedy, it will help iron out some of the creases okay and yeah if you understand the other person and where they come from a bit better as well yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. yeah. You know, that beautiful Amazing. thing where a homeopath is talking to somebody and they're saying all these things in a consult and the homeopath is definitely looking at it through the lens of they are coming from that place because they're in a Merck state. Mm. It's not because they don't have enough insight into something. That's just how they are. We allow them to be without judgment. So mm. I think that's where she's coming from in that book is saying it's not really your fault. It's just how your DNA speaks to somebody else's DNA, something like that. That yeah. sounds really, really cool. Yeah. Good. Another one to add to the list. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> add to cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. While we're talking about really original books, that's not a new book anymore, but it's a lot of fun. 
one of the very new books by George Vatoukas is The Levels of Health. It's mm -hmm. like a second volume on from his very old book, Science of Homeopathy, which I think it's been around for a long time and most practitioners have read it. But mm. this little one this is here. such a good book. A beautiful red cover. Levels of Health, the second volume of the Science of Homeopathy, George Wasilkas. Yes. So when was this published, Lindley? I don't know. Yeah, what, this is a revised edition, 2019. So it's okay. one, of the new, one of the new books. And mm. it's also very original. You know, it's important to think about when we've given a remedy, how did the person go on it, the second prescription? Mm. Are they actually better or is something deteriorating? We have to look carefully at how they're going on all different levels. He's taken that to the, he's taken it literally to the next level and looking at 12 different levels of health thinking, is this patient improving? And I think probably beginners who are just starting to study as a student will really love that book because mm -hmm. it's important. It's important to think, oh, well, we fixed up their abscesses and they all cured up, but mm -hmm. they're incredibly anxious ever since. So that's a, it's basic, basic actually about looking at, what are we doing with our remedies? Are they getting better? Mm. Um, so in the usual George style, it's quite comprehensive. It's a beautiful book to have a look mm -hmm. at. Has it yeah. got any visuals in it? Because in Science of Homeopathy, he's got yeah. some graphs at the end. Yeah, and then he got... actually shows you the graphs of, you know, if the person is in, oh, wonderful, excellent. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, that's, that's great. Not, not that clear, but. Yeah, he's got these little graphs all the way through. It's good to have oh, that visual representation here? sometimes of seeing is the client after the first prescription initially improving and then deteriorating yeah. or some yeah. of the symptoms are improving and some are not. Yeah, and exactly. so just understanding those, you know, the, the mentals are not improved, yeah. but the physicals are improved. And then being able to, as a practitioner, to interpret what that means. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, much more than just thinking, oh, their skin has healed up, hooray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So that's another, another. I think it's fast becoming a favourite of a lot of the people who are studying currently. And do you think somebody who's like a confident home prescriber, I'm just thinking I've got several mums who have been using homeopathy for a few years mm. and really understand the process quite intimately, but they're not studying homeopathy. Do you think that would be a good read for them as well? I honestly think it would be. It's mm -hmm. not for somebody who just wants to do a little bit of something or other. It's for those people who are quite earnest and really okay. love reading and mm -hmm. delving into the depths of what happens with homeopathy. I think I'm often surprised by the orders that come through in the book barn. The girls out in the clinic are piling them up on the shelf. And we used to know everyone who studied homeopathy in Australia, all the students coming through Nature Care College. Now we don't know the, the, the orders are coming from everywhere and people order like 12 different books. And Amazing. You think, wow, these are definitely student books like early Materia Medicas mm. and they're buying a repertory and they're buying that kind of book by Vitalkus. And I think homeopathy is something you can study by yourself at home. People it's beaver really, away and keep mm. on reading. Mm. Nothing like enrolling in a proper course and having your hand held to wind your way through and ask some great questions. I do think that's one of the prerequisites to studying homeopathy or and a homeopath is you have to love to read. <laughs> yeah. You have to be an avid reader because there yeah. is just so much out there or, or really for you to get the best out of it. I mean, you can take it to whichever level you want. Maybe you do mm. want to qualify and then just 
still just prescribe for family and friends, but if yeah. you really, you can take as far as you want. And there's so much information out there. The rabbit hole is endless. <laughs> the rabbit hole is endless. <laughs> I think some people, when you look at their book order, what they've ordered is a whole lot of books, which are basically philosophy. Mm. You know, some people love looking yes. at the history and philosophy and they've ordered all these books and I think their bedside table must be groaning, you know. Yes. <laughs> you were asking before about um, beginner's books. Mm. Well, there are a couple of books about travel, which we are all allowed to do uh, again. Amazing. Is that Judith Reichenberg Ullman's book, The Homeopathic Guide? No, this Which one is. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Ravi Roy and Carola Large Roy. Okay. Yeah. So that's a not an old book either. When's that published? Hmm. And Judith Reichenberg Oldman's also got one uh, Remedies for Travel as well. So yeah, that- there's a couple of awesome books. So this, hmm. what date is this one from? It is from. Do you know if that happens to cover any homeopathic immunization for traveling or is it more just like first aid? type things this is a lot of first aid let me just have a little look if it's um it's talking about malaria and talking about seasickness yes but this one has it in there but that's definitely a beginner's book the kind okay, of thing great. if you're on a train traveling across india and you've got a kit of remedies and know a little bit about how to use them and the book Mm-hmm. You end up dishing out the remedies to hundreds of people when they all get food poisoning. That's another one. Have you seen that one? The Natural Medicine Guide for Travel and Home. No, I haven't. Who is that? That's, an, that's another one there by oh, Richard Pitts. Excellent. Yeah. No, well, I haven't seen that one. They're both similar little books, but they're absolutely designed for beginners to be able to get a good handle on what am I going to do? I'm traveling and, you know, if you're going on a trek, mm-hmm. it's a good idea to have these remedies with you. So there's, I think there's a few of them around. These are a couple of the more recent ones. This Richard Pitt is from, what date is that one from? Uh, They're both nice enough size that you can put it in your hand luggage. It's not not too chunky. Yeah. So that's another 2013 book. Okay. And I love that idea that people are out there and going to be introducing Annika to someone who's got a stubbed their toe really badly when they're walking down the gorge type thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Have you got any other goodies there for us? I have. So thing that's really popular for beginners to do is to treat their animals. Mm. So this is a really cool little book and it's quite big. It's like a, how many pages is it? It's 589 pages. So it's quite comprehensive Mm. and practitioners absolutely love this because it's comprehensive, but a whole lot of people at home are using it as well too. So that's that little one. Oh, I've seen the cover of that one, Homeopathic Care for Cats and Dogs. I didn't realize yeah, it was such a big book. Who's so Don Hamilton. Don Hamilton, yeah. That's that's the most gorgeous book because um, people can, I think, be a little bit more bold with using remedies mm-hmm. for the cats and dogs. They mm-hmm. jump in and start treating all kinds of things that they might not feel so happy about if it was a loved one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, vet costs can be very expensive. And if you're on a lower income and struggling, you obviously still want to help your pet. You don't want to necessarily just have to put them down or whatever. And there is actually quite a lot of things that you can treat yourself at home. So, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Obviously, we're not at, like always take your pet to the vet. <laughs> it's just the option there in the meantime until you can do so too. Yeah, treat them acutely. Well, that's the joy of having a kid at home, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you're a beginner, 
and you don't know too much about them, you should always just try, give it a go, ring up a friend. But sure as eggs, it's like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. You know, the homeopath's not open, always hard does. to get into the clinic. So, um, and half the time the person's better or the, the, the animal is better then by 10 o'clock the next day because you successfully gave a few doses of a good remedy. Mm. And if you can give something in the meantime to alleviate their suffering until such time as you can get help, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Any other goodies? I'm sure we could do like part two, three, four, five, six, (laughs) up to a hundred of this episode because we're both book lovers. Yeah, I think maybe I could tell you the two most popular books that get sold. Yes, what are they? In the book barn. They're both the farm and garden type ones. You know, we're constantly putting in our orders to Nariana to replenish them. And one of them's out of stock at the moment because we sold the last one a couple of days ago. But this little one. Oh, that one is such a good homeopathy for farm and garden. And Um, and he he passed away a few years ago now. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. And he left a great legacy of this huge volume of Mm. work. And the other one. I know the one you mean. It's a German author. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I, I know the one that you mean. When we find it, we can stick it in the show notes. I have tried to yeah. get her on the podcast, but she's yeah. too busy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just would love to get more people on agro homeopathy on the podcast. Just putting yeah, it out that's there. That's right. So <laughs> this is where the controversy comes in because mm. some people absolutely love that book by Coverage, the green one that mm. I just showed you. Homeopathy for farm and garden. And other people think it's incomprehensible. They don't know where to find anything in it, and they love the other book. Is it Homeopathy for Plants? Yeah, that would be it. Homeopathy for Plants, and it is uh, by Christine. Yeah, that's What's right. surname? Matteo or something. Yeah, like M-A-U-T-E. Yeah, that's oh, it. Or maybe Christiane. I'm not sure how you would yeah. pronounce that. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, so that's good to know. So just get both books yeah. and yeah, <laughs> between I, the two. I think so. See which one you like. Yeah, get your friend really, to buy one and you buy the yeah. other and you can share. <laughs> yeah, I think some people maybe they have a very analytical kind of mind and they like the coverage book and other okay. people love the other one. So Mm-hmm. It's and almost if, as if, if it's either or, you love this one or you don't. Okay, <laughs> I mean, well, we'll yeah. have all the names for all these books in the show notes. So if yeah. anyone's listening, you know, while driving in the car and you're going, what are they saying? <laughs> we'll have it all in the show notes. So, yeah, just yeah. have a look on there. Have yeah. you got any other books for us there before we go on to well, chatting about the, thought, the bookshop? Yeah, while we're talking about Australian, so Patricia Hatherley mm-hmm. many years ago did a book uh, in 2004 the homeopathic physician's guide to lactation yes and that is the most amazing book because it's highly original as well too it's all her own observations own work and there's little case histories in there and I think that's become a much loved textbook by the midwives home birth midwives especially and the doulas and we sell stacks of those ones, and I think it's a must-have for everybody who's involved. And it's a really in. good price. I remember looking at it on your website. I think it was $24 or something like that. Yeah, $24. And that's, I can't yeah. remember whether that's a second-hand price or a Oh, it could be. One. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at it on the website just a couple of yeah. days ago, actually. Quite a few of the books, we've got some second-hand ones, and we've also got a pile of new ones. So that's one of the all-time favorites, I think, too, because it's just jam-packed full of information and mm. There's a, a few different audiences for the book. So one audience is the brand new beginners. The other audience is the farmers and the permaculture people. 
who are buying the plant books. Mm -hmm. And the other audience, of course, is the midwives who love homeopathy. Hmm, ring up and say which would be the best materia medica for me i'm a midwife and of course there's so many different beautiful materia medicas around Hmm. and some of them sell out fast too like the boracay one which is not bad i suppose for a student or a beginner you got that there yeah 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 Yeah, this little one yeah that is actually one of my favorites because it's got the materia medica on on it it's got the repertory in it it's got remedy comparisons in it it's got a few unusual remedies it's got drug affinities and like it's got you can't believe it's got all of this in one tiny little book so that is definitely one that i recommend for yeah Uh, not complete beginners like when and complete beginners really they've used it for a little while they're starting to feel confident they've got lots Mm. of remedies at home and they want to kind of take it to the next level then this is a really good book so that medium i would say exactly yeah so can I show you some more? Please do. We've got, we've got time. So this, this one here. That's uh-huh. enough. Mas- that's- Mastering Chronic Diseases, Toxicity, Deficiency, and Infection. John Gamble. I thought it was John yeah. Gamble. I've got a few of his. Yeah. Books. So this is his latest one, and that is uh, 2022, just this year. Wow. Grand hot off the press. So that's about toxicity, deficiency, and infection. And oh, really, I, yeah, I, I must go. have the older one. It actually still got the price tag from ah, your shop on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's a cool thing because he's put together all of the work in those other volumes and mm. come up with some new conclusions and so okay. on. Okay, That's pretty much a practitioner book because it's got all about the mineral test reports and things in there. That oh, would amazing. be an, that would be an absolute advanced beginner, someone who's already, maybe they're already an atropath mm. and they're, wanting to expand their homeopathy knowledge oh excellent yeah there yeah. are some home that some naturopaths that do have that affinity with the homeopathy or maybe yeah. have a bioresonance machine or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, and that want right. to yeah understand that yeah. a little bit better and how they can use the remedies better that's really cool so you know you said about borake has comparisons in there mm-hmm. well some of the old books it's just a joy when sometimes books come in from there's been a few people bequest, do a bequest of books write it up in their will and then before you know it we've got 10 boxes of books come into the book barn and that's the most amazing thing it's like sweet joy a sweet mm. sadness or mm. what's that expression something like that yeah I don't know. thinking wow somebody loved these books and now here they are yeah, yeah that's right bittersweet <laughs> Somebody was a practitioner and here's yeah. the whole materia medica and everything. And often you see their names written. I've got a few books yeah. like that because mine was also from a few deceased estates. Yeah. And you see their name written in the front and you can just feel like, you know, oh, that you yeah. know that they would have been paging through this yeah. sleepless nights yeah. of a client and what to give this person. And you know, the energy is yeah. in that book. It's so special having one of those. Absolutely. So yeah. um, one of the older books that is kind of cool because the comparisons in it are so delicious. This one's, it's a systematic materia medica by Mateur, this one here. Okay. Have you come across that one before? I haven't. Systematic materia medica. M-A-T-H-U-R. Okay. Yeah. So hmm. that's a volume. It's about 953 pages. So it'll keep you going. It's the most gorgeous thing with really good comparisons in there. And I, I thought I'd just, I underlined a little bit here thinking that's kind of cool. This is when he's talking about Kali Solf. Just something simple, but it's an example. He Mm. says, a Potsatilla patient is mild, gentle, and yielding, whereas Kali Solf is easily angered, obstinate, and very irritable. Kali Big patient is chilly. Kali Soft patient is warm-blooded. 
And I know that's fairly simple stuff, but it's all through the whole book. And I just think that's delicious. It's that really, is really good. And maybe for our new listeners, our, the new users, we can explain that all three of those remedies that Lindley just mentioned can tend to have like yellowy bordering on like greedy type discharges. Mm. And so sometimes it can be really hard when you read through the remedies and like, well, well, they all have that same color discharge. How would I choose one over the other? So yeah. when you've got a remedy comparison, you can then understand a little bit more what what is different between those remedies to make it easier for you to select one. That's beautifully said. (laughs) Thanks. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. Um, So what else? Do you want another one? Oh, keep going. Look, I've, my (laughs) next podcast is in 25 minutes, so we have got lots of time. (laughs) So here, um, this one. The ladies manual of homeopathic treatment, Dr. Ruddock. That looks ancient. Where's that from? Oh, I tell you what, it's amazing. It's 1892. This is the 10th edition, thoroughly revised and enlarged. The other joy I think is looking at the language in these books. Sometimes it's just uh, so politically not correct. Yes. Yes. You have to kind of, yeah, (laughs) this stuff, especially. Yeah, Kent, Kent was actually quite, you know, um, yeah. ruthless as well with how he would describe something. Ah, I tell you what. So, but this one's worth reading just because it's so um, quaint. Uh-huh. And sometimes the old homeopathic language still appears in our rubrics, yes. still appears in our repertory. So, mm. those really old books, sometimes that's why I think they're useful, not because they've got well, the, the medical information sometimes is out of date when there's been new discoveries uh, like helicobacter virus and stuff like that. So helicobacter bugs, not a virus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. I just think it's amazing that people went to all that trouble back then. Of course, what were they doing? Re- doing it by candlelight or something? <laughs> Sending it off hate. to the typesetting mm. thing yeah. way before computers. These must have been absolutely driven, dedicated kind of people burning the midnight oil and then practicing yeah. during the day and office, yeah. you know, 50 people a day. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very old volume. And occasionally we've had some very old books come into the clinic and Francis Truehurst has been the recipient of several of them when they've been very old part of history really yes he's got a pretty amazing collection and for anyone that's watched just one drop they actually take the cameras into francis's home and show you yeah. know all the, the the beautiful old remedies he has little boxes and the books and yeah. um i don't know if you know this but francis came to, i think it was his daughter's wedding or something came to perth yeah, and know, uh, he yeah. went to they yeah, the monastery. Is that the word I'm after? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, Benedictine. Benedictine. Yes, Benedictine. Monastery. I was yeah. going to say that and then I doubted myself, but yeah. uh, came over here and then, yeah, there was, uh, so there's history in WA from, I think it's the 1890s Yeah. of uh, yeah. homeopath practicing from there or, or dispensing yeah. remedies. And Francis apparently left some remedies there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he, he I, I went some to that Benedictine monastery. There was mm. a conference in Perth many years ago. We went on a bus tour as part of the conference out to the monastery. Oh, cool. That was very, really exciting. New Norsha, that's where it is. Yeah, it's only about an hour away from us. I really should go. I was saying to the staff the other day, we need to actually go there on like a staff trip. and uh, Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Lindley, maybe tell us a little bit about the bookshop because I actually forgot that we're recording. I'm having so much fun just chatting (laughs) with you. (laughs) But um, I had to pull myself back there for a second. So, (laughs) tell us about the bookshop. What's it called? Where is it? How can people order it? How did it come about? And maybe share some funny stories with us. Sure. Okay. So, 
it's called the book barn it's on the aurumproject.org.au website. It's also on our clinic website, hhcc.com.au. And it came about because years ago we used to have a little library and we would lend out the books to people, our patients basically, mm-hmm. and we would say, when you're finished, bring them back in again. And, of course, there was a lot of coming and going and sometimes people would forget to bring them back in and we seemed to have amassed a lot of old secondhand books that people might have read and donated Mm. to us and I don't know where the idea came from to sell it online but I suppose like all good things you can't remember the beginning of it (laughs) instead of lending them out we decided that it would be good if we sold them for a little secondhand price when they finish reading they bring it back and that's exactly what happened so it got bigger and bigger and eventually people would donate their books or uh, through bequests like I said Mm. before And after a little while, people were saying, especially during COVID, it was impossible to get books in from the Mm. other book suppliers. So we started ordering wholesale of the new books. And I think that's become a major part of what we do now. So at first, we were just a little little way of helping our patients understand more about homeopathy. And it grew from there to Mm. Orem Project members wanting to buy new books. So I think we are the homeopathy bookshop in Australia now. You are. I don't know of anyone else. And yeah, yeah, I'm so grateful to you guys because I would have to get books from you know all over the world. And with COVID, the shipping costs for a lot of things went sky yeah, high. That's so, right. Yeah. Mm, it's wonderful the service that you provide. Thank you. Mm. And you have so, some ebooks as well. I've got a couple of your ebooks, and that's actually yeah. really great too. So you can have that instant access. So I think that's a growing thing. Uh, several of the authors who we sell their books have said that they've got little ebooks coming mm. that they would like to be able to sell or share with the public well, as well. Too. I really like ebooks because if a client has said something and I know that I've read in a book, but I can't remember what page and mm. I've got the ebook, I can just go control F, type in the yes. word and it will immediately mm-hmm. go to that part of the book. Mm. So I really like ebooks. Yeah. Mm. Physical books as yeah. well. I will usually get both. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we started off with one bookshelf and now mm. we've got the whole room. I think there might be eight oh. different bookshelves and it's just a beautiful thing to sit there on the little cosy chair. And we have people coming through in person now doing that. Um, uh, I think it's kind of cool, but somebody told us last time that they'd put us into their trip plan, yes. that they would spend a half day here in Brookvale in Sydney, <laughs> sitting in the book barn. I thought, yes, that's really cool. Well, I think next you might have to add on a coffee shop. <laughs> oh, you know, that wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so, Lindley, have you got any funny stories for us about the bookshop? Have you had any? Well, I told you the little controversy about uh, we, we have had people in the book barn there talking about books, having a little argument. Oh, really? I, about? Well, it's kind of cool because there's two opposing views of homeopathy and what it should and shouldn't be. Yeah. One person is studying this thing. One person is studying that thing. And I'll tell you what the controversy was. It's not just the farm and garden type books. And that's the sweet, funny little thing. I like this book. You like that one. The controversy was about Jill Turlin's books with high potencies. Oh, yes. And another Vitorcus fan having this quite heated discussion about you shouldn't be using those high potencies. The other person saying, oh, but it, they work so brilliantly well. So that stems from these little books from a very, this is a while ago, and I know it's a very shiny. Said Miracle a Day. Miracle Day. That's um, the thing that Jill Turland, who's Australian, she wrote that little book first and then went on to write the bigger book like this one here. 
Getting Back on Track. So Jill Turland and it's T-U-R-L-A-N-D. Hey, from memory. Yeah, so like any good profession, there's always opposing different views. I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing for me to be walking in the book barn saying, do you guys need any help? And here they are. <laughs> not, no, not really. They weren't really at, at each other, but it was definitely a conversation about I'm, my way is right and your way is not. And I think one of the best things we can learn as homeopaths, and this is something that I has been probably one of the biggest gifts of this podcast, like mm. being able to speak with so many different people from all over the world yeah. and so many different views, all homeopaths have different views. And, you know, actually in the very first episode with Amy Lansky that wrote the book, yeah. Impossible Cure, she said, yeah. I wish you homeopaths would just decide on one way of prescribing and stick with it. And I said to her, do you know, that's actually the thing I love about homeopathy because mm. we're all so different. And mm. With us, with homeopaths prescribing so different, it means that you can go and find the homeopath that you resonate with. Because mm. if we all prescribe the same, we, there's so many people that we won't be able to cater for. But because we're all so different, you just have to go look around and find the homeopath that you resonate with because mm. we all prescribe differently. And, and that's part of the healing process is finding someone that you resonate with that prescribes in a way that you like. That's so. very nicely put. That's exactly mm. right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so I think as homeopaths also lead, like we, we're not immune to egos and things like we need to all step off our little high horses and just understand all of us prescribe differently. At the end of the day, our clinics wouldn't be busy if what we're doing doesn't work. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Maybe your website or how people get hold of you? I'm guessing the best way to obviously order online, but I know I have been naughty and a couple of times I've looked for a few books and I've emailed you guys. And then once it's come in, you've messaged me. I don't know if that's something we're allowed to advertise, but. Um... Oh, well, I think the girls are here from nine to five, Monday to Friday. So I think they like it when people ring up and ask questions. Mm. Sometimes they're impossible to answer because we just don't know. Yeah. Like I want to get edition number six of a certain book they're up to edition 12, but I want edition number six. And yeah. sometimes it's impossible for us to be able to help. Mm. Sometimes people have rung up and said, it's an old B. Jane book that I bought secondhand and pages 200 to 220 <laughs> are missing. And that's we know that's a funny thing that used to happen a lot. The cover would be on around the wrong way and pages would be missing and yeah. it would say edition number 10 on the cover and that would be actually the book is like edition number 24 <laughs> so these are all the funny questions people ring up sometimes we can help mm-hmm. and we don't have a wait list but that's often what people are asking when's mm-hmm. it likely to come back in like the plant book for example so I think probably the best thing to do is ring up the clinic here because the girls are here all the time they can just pop over to the book bar and have a little look I'll give you the phone number. It's a Sydney number, 02-9905-9415. Perfect. And we'll have that in the show notes. And your website is hhcc.com.au, or I should be Aussie and say hhcc.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> right. And That's- of course, it's on the Orem Project website as well. Orenprojectaswell.com.au, yeah. hey? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Lily, it was super fun to <laughs> chat with you. Is there any last little thing that you want to say before we finish off? Well, I think it would be kind of nice if people do the same thing for us and let us know what are their favorite books. Mm. Is there some glaring gap in what we've got? Because there's so thousands of homeopathy books, we cannot possibly hope to have every single new book. And we really go on what people say. Mm. 
people telling us they love the gardening books or they love the talkers book or why haven't you got this book? So that's a very nice thing for people to let us know that they are in love with this certain book and they think we should get it in. Well, I really appreciate you filling this huge gap because, I mean, we've got hundreds of homeopaths in Australia and it's actually a little bit crazy that we just have the one bookshop. So yeah. thank you so much for doing this because I know <laughs> it's a lot you. of hard work and often the markups on books aren't that big because I've I've got three books that I've ordered in wholesale for clients of mine and the markup yeah. on the books are actually tiny yeah, and it actually hard. ends yeah. up being a lot of work. So thank you so much for filling this gap. I really thank appreciate you. it and I know a lot of your supporters do as well. So please keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Chat soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.